Hi, this is Kimberly Chalmers with the Be Well and Be You podcast, where I talk about everything to do with your well-being, with health, and anything that relates to living your most vibrant life. And today I've titled the podcast, How to Feel Joy in the Midst of Darkness. And I think it's because some of us need a bit of a reminder, a reminder what it feels like to feel joy. Do you remember when life was simple? When gas was less than a dollar a liter and when monthly housing costs were never more than 30% of your income. Remember when life was simple, good jobs were easy to come by and we had only just a few distractions. Now it's like squirrel, right? So many things, so many things that are bombarding our mind, our body and our spirit. Well, if you're like many people right now, You're either feeling a tad blue or really dark, heavy, or maybe overwhelmed, disillusioned even, leery, nervous, maybe fearful, or all of the above. And with announcements that change from moment to moment and uncertainty being the word of the day, it is no wonder everyone is feeling less than stellar. So in the midst of a storm cloud, is it possible to feel the sunshine? Is it possible to feel joy when there is so much darkness, loss, change, and uncertainty? Well, I was on a Zoom chat with a few people who've recently lost their jobs. And as you can imagine, it is a very challenging time for them. And while listening to them share, I was recalling a time in my life when my world was totally turned upside down in an instant. And I was forced to make several changes to my housing, to my finances, to my relationships. And I recalled how in the midst of it, I actually felt joy. Most of my friends wondered at the time, how could I possibly feel any joy? And while I, honest to goodness, felt sucker punched every morning when I woke up and I cried endlessly, many tears, and I felt a lot of loss and I did feel a lot of suffering, I could clearly see a light at the end of the tunnel. In the midst of my pain, I had hope. I knew in the deepest pit of my soul that things would eventually turn around. And each day, I was actually grateful for all that I was learning. And as I leaned into the heartache, the suffering, and the experience of it all, I was still able to feel that little bit of hope. I knew that I would eventually come out the other side better for it. And one of the biggest reasons I could navigate the giant storm the way I did was because I had a practice of gratitude. Each day, I spent time reflecting and writing about everything that I was grateful for, whether it was my dog, who literally got me out of the house for daily walks along the river, or the fact that I still had air in my lungs, I found things to be grateful for. You know, a a great pen, (laughs) this glass of water or this great tea, whatever it was, the simple, the big, I just, I found things to feel grateful for. The other thing that got me through was a very solid belief that everything happens for a reason and that within any situation, there are choices to be made, choices that lead to suffering or choices that lead towards 
joy. And I trusted that even though I didn't understand at all why this was happening, I trusted that in time I would start to feel just a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better. And it's never easy to find the silver lining of hope. It's not that this is easy. It's not that it's easy to embrace change. Yet if there was ever a time in our world to embrace change and find the sliver of hope, it really is now. And what inspired me to bring a message of joy to you today was a combination of feeling the harsh reality of so many friends. And trust me, I have wept so many tears for so many people over the past while who just endured so much pain and suffering. And, and so I'm, I'm right there feeling it with everybody. And, you know, my friends who are, are now jobless all of a sudden and people who are just in, yeah, just unfathomable situations. So the, partly it's that. And partly I just recently watched the movie Ode to Joy. And I don't want to spoil it for you if you haven't already seen it. It's a really great story. I think it got like six point whatever stars on Rotten Tomatoes, which is not very good. But anything anything that's a comedy tends to rate low. <laughs> but we took a chance and decided to watch it. And oh my gosh, I just pulled so much from that movie. So I don't want to spoil, spoil it. But the the story premise is really revealing. And so I really felt like I needed to share it with you. So the main character has a disease that renders him unconscious anytime he experiences joy. <laughs> like it's, it's crazy. And so he must do everything within his power to stave off the, any and all feelings of joy. And what grabbed my attention was the sheer number of potential episodes of fainting that he has to avoid during a typical day. So everything from seeing a grandparent holding hands with a small child to a couple sharing a kiss to a puppy dog or someone laughing, any of these things have the potential to drop the character to the ground. So as I watched, I realized, oh my gosh, it's so easy to take these little moments in the day for granted. I mean, how often do we truly take note of the little things? And since we are all beginning to truly understand that the only constant in life, the only constant is change, what can we do to restore our personal joy in the midst of it? And I suggest we do the opposite of what the main character in Ode to Joy does. So while he applies thumbtacks to his toes to keep him in pain and suffering, in an attempt to dull the impact of joy, there are simple things that we can do to embody, to do the opposite, to embody joy more often. A little caveat here, while I'm gonna give you a list of five things, and, and this is all about feeling more joy, I'm in no way suggesting you don't feel all the other emotions like the pain, the darkness, the sadness, and so on. I simply believe that we can feel joy in the midst of suffering. It's not easy and it really can take some effort and some adjustments to how we be and how what we do, 
but it is possible. And I know this because I have experienced this when I had my dark night of the soul. So here's what we can do to feel and embody more joy in the midst of dark times. So number one, breathe. As always, this is essential. So take a moment to focus on your breath and feel the earth below you as you breathe up from the ground, up your body and out through your head. And then breathe in from over your head, down your body and out into the earth. So up from the ground, out through the top, as some would say, the out from the root chakra up th out through the crown chakra and then back again. And just five to 10 breaths like this will help to support your entire body and soul and really create the space for joy. That's what we want to do. We want to just expand, like physically expand our body and create that space. Number two is smile. Your body and mind are so incredibly connected. And when you smile, it actually sends signals to your brain, which encourage a more positive state. So research has found that those who smile actually even perceive the things around them in a more positive way as well. So just by smiling, you're going to start to see things in a different light. And so here's the thing, when you realize you're frowning as you, you know, concentrate on a task, I, I find this when I'm washing dishes. I don't know why I frown when, <laughs> when I'm washing dishes. Uh, um, if, if you find that you're frowning as you're interacting with someone or you're driving or you're out for a walk or whatever, just notice it and then just switch to a smile and see how you feel. It's really incredible how it <laughs> literally in a moment can shift. It's like, it's so cool. The mind body connection. Number three, stand tall, shoulders back, chin up. Studies show that body posture, it literally not only reflects how we feel, because we can see that, right? You see something, you're like, whoa, that person does not feel so good today. You can you can tell because their their shoulders are hunched and you know they're frowning and they've got the, the lines in between their forehead. So yes, our body reflects how we're feeling, but it also contributes to how we feel. So if you want more joy, be conscious of what your posture is communicating to your mind and soul and see if shifting your posture creates a different feeling. So Something you could do is um, when you're sitting, have your palms up. And this is a signal that you're open to receiving. So even a little invitation in your mind to ask for more joy as you sit with your palms upwards could really be a powerful way to shift how you're feeling. So, you know, try smiling as you shift your posture and see if the combination affects how you're feeling. Number four, gratitudes. I've mentioned this in so many ways in so many of my blogs and podcasts, along with breathing. These are sort of the two essential facets to almost everything. <laughs> Think of a few things each day that you're truly grateful for. Little or big, it doesn't matter. Anything that you can be thankful for. If you can, Take a minute, take two minutes to write them down as the kinesthetic action is really helpful for the mind, your mind-body connection. 
Um, if you can't, it's okay. Just think it in your mind. Just think, okay, what am I grateful for in this moment? Okay, and as I'm recording this right now, literally the sun just came through the windows and it was getting really cloudy and dark. And I know the rain's coming, but oh my gosh, the sun just came through the windows and the way it's reflecting on all my plants. Oh my goodness, it looks so pretty and just so vibrant. I'm just grateful for the sun that's just coming through in in this moment. So little or big, um, right now, so I've just said it out loud. I've just verbalized it. I could write it down. Whatever, whatever you can do in the moment is enough. And if you're in a particularly dark season of your life, you may find that just simply saying that you're thankful for being alive or you're thankful that you have breath or you're thankful that you have food to eat. Perhaps that's all you can muster. And that's great. The more you take time each day to consider a few things you're grateful for, the more that you're going to start to notice things to be grateful for. It's like gratitude begets gratitude. It's contagious. Okay. So if you're like me, I find that having a routine helps. So you know, if I put it into my evening routine, I find that that helps. Or if I put it into my morning routine, or like I said, if I'm washing the dishes, I'm, I know that's a trigger for me uh, for frowning. So now when I wash dishes, it's like, am I frowning? Yes, I am. Okay, put on a smile or think about something that I'm grateful for. So those kinds of things really help me when I'm implementing anything. I find that breathing, same thing. Sometimes I don't even notice I'm totally holding my breath often as I'm cooking because I tend to have 25 different things on my mind at the same time. And so I'll be much more mindful at those times. So for me, stacking activities or, you know, putting, pairing things together just really helps me. So if that helps you, awesome. I know my three-year-old is very much like that as well. So we've started a new routine of putting um, my company's calm response bomb on her feet at nighttime. And it's this beautiful lavender and other essential oils mixture. And we just put it, apply it to her feet. And it's now become this routine that every, every time she's having a nap or going to bed at night, that's what we're doing. So pairing activities can be really, really helpful, especially if it's not part of your norm. Um, you know, if, if you find that you're holding your breath, or if you're finding that you're frowning a lot, or you find that you're slouching, or you find that you're just kind of grumpy and miserable and not feeling grateful, find some way to incorporate these into your daily routine, because that's going to really support your whole mind body to get into that rhythm of starting to feel a little bit more joy and a little bit more joy and a little bit more joy. Now, number five, this one is trust. Know that as you continue to breathe and take one step at a time, you will move through this. Trust the universe has your back. Your God will never abandon you. Your soul is ready for what lies ahead and you've got this. No matter how mucky and messy things are right now, this too shall change over time and you will learn and grow in ways you might never have had you not been through this season. So while the first four on this list are kind of physical things that you can do, Trust is more about your inner being and your beliefs. 
And if you are someone who feels that life happens to you, it may feel really challenging, really, really challenging to trust that you'll be able to move through this difficult season. Whereas if you believe that life happens for you, it may feel easier to trust the journey. So if for today, number five, trust is way too far out there, that's okay. Concentrate on your breath work, reminding yourself to smile when you find yourself frowning, standing a little taller, and taking a moment each day to consider what things you can be grateful for. Just these four things would be huge in supporting your ability to feel more joy in the midst of challenging times. And as you begin to feel a little more joy here and there, and as you begin to notice some shifts, in your experience of life, you may find a flicker of trust growing inside of you. Uh, Now, I personally know that when I'm in the practice of shifting my body and actions, it has a direct impact on my inner beliefs. So focusing on the physical is really, really powerful for how um, how we feel, for, for how it impacts how we feel. So if you want to experience more joy, begin with your body and go from there. And I didn't mention it in the in the list of five here, but movement, it's also so incredibly powerful. So whether it's yoga or walking or standing on your head or doing some stretches or going for a quick run or weight training or any of those things all of those things affect our physical state and also affect our mental emotional spiritual state as well so just being in your body is a powerful powerful way to bring about more joy and we all know when we're in those really dark low places what do we want to do we want to lay on the couch or crawl under the covers in bed and not move and not do anything and there is a time for that absolutely like when you're in the place of grief feel those feelings get into the covers cry it out be present to those emotions allow those emotions to to melt through you and allow yourself to breathe through that and when you've had those moments or those hours or whatever that looks like of feeling those intense feelings then also allow yourself to go through these other other stages the breathing smiling look at your posture how how are you presenting yourself to yourself and to the world and and come up with even just one thing to feel grateful for and over time you're going to begin to trust that things happen for you. And that even though some things are really dreadful and really terrible, you will move through this. You've got this. You're here for the learnings. You're here for everything that um, is for you. You're also here to bring light and life to the world and that will come. So I hope today there's been something meaningful here for you today that you've been able to glean even just one nugget. If you take one nugget from what you've heard today, I 
that would just make my day. And if you want to feel free to comment on my blog, which is at KimberlyChalmers.com. If you want to leave a review, I would be so honored to have a review. And just want to say kudos to you for taking the deep breath, for being here and taking one step at a time. And as always, be well and be you.